welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and it's my hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Thanks again for joining me on today's Grace and Peace Radio. I'm really glad that you're here. It's a pleasure to be with you again. And again, thanks so much for supporting me, supporting the podcast, for caring to listen. It it means a lot. And I hope that hope that you're having a great week. I hope that this is a fun episode for you. And uh, I'll tell you a couple of funny things. You know, one of the things that I forgot to tell people, I posted this on Facebook uh, a couple weeks ago now, but I did a coronavirus haircut a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the first time around, well, actually the first time around was about a month or so ago, month and a half ago, and it, it went fine. Uh, when I did it two weeks ago, it didn't go so great. My guard slipped on my trimmer. And so I'm wondering, I'm standing there and I'm like, why, why is all this hair coming off on this side? But then by the time I get to the back, it's not working. Why, why is there not as much hair coming off? Well, what happened was, yeah, the guard was set to whatever it is, like an eight or a 10. Well, the guard jumped down to a one. So what I didn't realize was it was actually shaving my head on the right side of my head. And then by the time I got to the back, I guess I had adjusted the guard and it was working fine again. So here I am thinking that, well, the back, there's nothing coming off the back and I know there should be. Yeah. Well, the problem was it was actually set correctly by then. So in other words, I had shaved half of my head before I realized it. Thankfully, I had a lady who took some some pity on me because even though all our barber shops and, and salons were closed at the time, she took pity on me and she fixed my hair. So it was definitely shorter than I ever, ever expected I would have it. But you know, the funny thing is it turned out to look great and I, I really liked it. So that was my coronavirus uh, black market haircut. So that was one thing that happened recently that I neglected to share with you. But yeah, it was it was pretty funny. And maybe, maybe I'll put a picture in the show notes of, of what it looked like before because it was pretty classic, let me tell you. I mean, it was, it was a mess. Um, and... What else is going on? Uh, oh, this is kind of cool. You you may have noticed that uh, there's a shorter intro, right? The the I cut the intro uh, to the show down in half from about 40 seconds to 20 seconds. I was listening to a podcast that I found and it had 10 tips for podcasters. And that was kind of a positive way of saying, here are 10 mistakes podcasters always make but instead of making it more of a rant, they wanted to spin it positive. Well, that was like the first tip. So I immediately went ahead and clipped down my intro from the too long 40 seconds to 20 seconds. Well, the funny thing is then I don't know what I did, but I lost the rest of the episode and I don't remember which podcast it was, which is a bummer because I was really getting some good information out of that one. So I'm still on this quest to find which podcast I got that from. And there's a bazillion podcasts out there about podcasting. But anyway, I hope you like the shorter intro. It should save you time when you're listening to multiple episodes. 
So this is also kind of cool. Uh, I am, you know, I know they say that when you're doing radio, the worst thing you should be drinking or doing is, is drinking coffee or eating chocolate, those sorts of things. They're just not good for your throat when you're doing your recording. Well, I can't help it. I like drinking coffee. There's something community about having coffee and talking with you. I feel like we're sitting down together and we're having a cup of coffee. So here I am with my cup of coffee. Well, as I take a sip of my coffee, which is dark roast, by the way, and just to give a shout out, I think it's American Forefathers, American Fathers. I'll look it up, but uh, apparently 50% of their proceeds go to veterans, which is cool. Anyway, it's a good dark roast. I recommend it. But I am drinking my coffee in my new Grace and Peace Radio logoed mug. So it took me forever to get it from the from Teespring, the company I use for the store, which is graceandpeaceradio.com forward slash store. If you click on that, you'll go right to the store and you can order your own Grace and Peace Radio mug. But I really like it. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Mine's a, a nice, uh, I don't know what color blue this is because I'm a guy and blue is just blue. But it's a blue mug. And on if you're holding it in your right hand, as I drink it, I see Grace and Peace Radio and the website. But then if you're facing out, it says Jesus changed my life. And I did that intentionally so that maybe you're in the office or you're on a conference call or video call or whatever. Well, now as you get up, you know, as you take a sip and you raise the mug to your mouth, if you're right-handed, they'll see, people will see Jesus changed my life on the mug. Pretty cool, huh? So it took forever to get here, partly because yes, it was coming from China and COVID-19 delays and so forth. But I got that and I got my t-shirt. I really like them both. If you, if you want, go check them out. Uh, let's see, what else was I going to tell you? Oh, this is just kind of an interesting, another interesting thing that happened recently. So my wife and I watched, we, we, we like to watch nature documentaries. Of course, part of the problem is with nature documentaries, it's fascinating because you, you see God's beauty and God's ingenuity on display in amazing ways. But inevitably, there's always some dumb evolution comment that comes in. And so it's just kind of like, wait for it. So sure enough, we're watching a documentary recently about hummingbirds. And it was it was David Attenborough, in fact. And in the documentary, he talks about how Somewhere in the evolutionary past, the flowers had some arrangement with mm, something else, with the bees. That's right. They had, they had a, a deal with the bees to carry the pollen from the flowers to other flowers. But then that ended up, they needed something else because the bees weren't flying in cold weather because they're insects and they're cold-blooded or something like that. So the flowers made a deal with the hummingbirds. And I'm not kidding you. This was 
this was their evolutionary explanation of why hummingbirds and the flowers that they go to have this relationship. And then it was a matter of the flowers had to adapt for the hummingbirds. The hummingbirds uh, had to adapt and get longer beaks and longer tongues to get the pollen out of these flowers. And so together, they all kind of came up with this idea and then they all evolved. I mean, it's so contrived and it's so ridiculous. It, you know, it just makes your head explode. You're like, that, that doesn't even make sense. That's just utterly moronic. Why didn't the bees evolve or why didn't the flowers evolve to change the way they do things instead of having to spread pollen around or have a, uh, a middleman do this? Why not evolve differently? But they don't answer that kind of question. They just come up with this cockamamie scheme and then plug it all in. So why do I bring up the hummingbirds? Well, one of, the thing, one of the things that was really fascinating to learn was that the hummingbirds only exist in North and South America. They don't exist. I didn't know this. They don't exist anywhere else in the world, just North and South America. This is really fascinating to me. And I came up with an idea yesterday. And you, you might say, that's pretty crazy, but that's okay. Here's my theory about dinosaurs. Ready? Hang on. Sip of coffee and then I'll tell you. Well, I was reading a book that I picked up at the thrift store about Old Testament times. In fact, that's the title of the book, Old Testament times. It's put out by Baker Publishing by R.K. Harrison. In the book, it talks about how well-preserved the early, early human history is in the ancient Near East, right? Well, anyway, here's my theory about dinosaurs related to this, because obviously an atheist or a skeptic might say, well, where are dinosaurs? Where are dinosaurs in the Bible? Where are dinosaurs? How come we don't, we don't see them? And I don't think, I could be wrong on this. I didn't research this, but I don't think there are dinosaur bones in the ancient Near East, in the land of Israel and Iraq and, you know, all that, the, the cradle of civilization. So that got me thinking. So here's my theory now about dinosaurs. Nobody in Europe and Asia knew about hummingbirds until the New World was discovered. So you think back to all the different eras and epochs of human history, everybody from before the ancient Greeks, you know, all the, the, the Old Testament times, and then the ancient Greeks and the Romans, and everybody over the last, say, 1400 years, you know, from the time of the Lord to the time the New World was discovered, Nobody knew about hummingbirds, right? Michelangelo didn't know. Da Vinci didn't know. Like, well, okay. I don't remember who lived when, but you get the idea. So here's my theory. As far as I know, there have only been dinosaur bones found in Russia, like the mammoths, and in North America. Maybe elsewhere. I'm not really sure. But 
my theory is that just like God put hummingbirds only in North and South America, God put the dinosaurs only in certain places. And so whether, you know, like I said, that was Russia and North America. So the point is nobody knew about dinosaurs because they didn't know about those places yet. So then when the flood came, then the dinosaurs were destroyed in the flood. That's my working theory that I came up with yesterday as to why we don't see mention of the dinosaurs in the Bible. I know Ken Ham believes that they're there and so forth. And that's cool. That, that's another theory. I'll, I'll go with that. Certainly, he's more learned than I am. So this is just my layman. Hey, here's my theory from watching this David Attenborough documentary and realizing that hummingbirds only live in this these regions. So why couldn't we just say dinosaurs also were restricted to these regions? So that's that's kind of my working dinosaur theory that I came up with. As far as that Old Testament book, uh, the Old Testament times, it made me realize too that God is amazing for, for yet another reason. Because think about it. He put man right in the, 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 you know, one of the driest places on earth. And so prehistory, early history, as they began to record things and they would write on these clay tablets and inscribe on stones and so forth, and even being able to put scrolls into clay jars and then put them into the caves in Quamran, which then were discovered in 1947 as the Dead Sea Scrolls. Well, isn't that interesting that God gave that perfect dry climate to preserve all of that old historical data? Keep in mind, we've only been doing archaeology for what, 150, 200 years? So literally, we've only scratched the surface. It's fascinating because what if instead, if God had made that area rainforests and it was a totally different environment, well, all of that would have rotted in the humidity and all of that would have been covered over with, with growth. And if they dug it up, it would have you know crumbled from the, the moisture and so forth. But God kept it perfect to be preserved all this time. So at least a lot of what we have, which by the way is a lot. I mean, there's just a lot of not just history about Israel, but other ancient nations. Anyway, I was just kind of cool as I was reading through that book. So I know this has been a little bit of a different episode. I just wanted to get on the microphone, have a conversation with you and tell you kind of some of the things that have been swirling around through my brain or things that I've been reading and just different things going on in my life. Next week, next week, you're going to really like next week. I'm going to be interviewing a fellow by the name of Omar. He's a, he's a dear friend of mine and he is a missionary in Mexico. So I will be talking to Omar. We'll be talking about all kinds of things. And actually the, the way it's coming out now, as I'm editing it, it's going to end up being a two-part episode. Just know that for the next two weeks, you'll be hearing that. You can listen to the first episode on its own, but then the second part, it was pretty funny. We we were talking, we did the interview, and 
I stopped recording and then we started talking again. And so I said, well, well wait a minute, let, let me go ahead and hit record again. So, so we went ahead and recorded it and recorded a whole bunch more material. So it ended up being a two-parter. But the first part is going to be kind of the main interview. The second part, the second episode two weeks from now is going to be sort of bonus material. We're going to get into more detail about some of the things that we talk about. So you won't want to miss that. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's a lot of fun, very knowledgeable. Be sure to check that out. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, I mentioned that book that I'm working on, uh, Jesus Changes Everything. That's the working title of it right now. I am nearly done with the second revision of the edits and the rewrites. Would appreciate your prayers for that. It's a book that is designed to be given to someone who maybe you have a, a conversation with, telling them about Jesus. And if they're open to it, you have this conversation, you say, hey, by the way, I've got this booklet. Here, why don't you check this out? It's going to be full of different essays, all designed around telling them about, as the title says, how Jesus changes everything. And so I'll have more information about that as the project continues. I do want to go ahead and just share a little bit of something I read in my own Bible reading today that I just want to pass along as sort of a devotional thought. In my Bible reading today, we read from 2 Samuel in chapter 7 and chapter 8. And it's at this point where David's kingdom is firmly established. Saul's family, Saul's house is finished, and David is securely installed as king over all of Israel, not just Judah. As I was reading through that, it was just a reminder again that God keeps his promises. God is so faithful to his people. God is faithful to us. God is faithful to keep his promises. And we see that so clearly in this section where David's kingdom is established, just like the Lord promised him. Now, it wasn't easy, right? I mean, David was told as a shepherd, hey, you're going to be king. And he's anointed king at that point. But obviously, a lot happens. And he's hunted down by Saul. And, you know, if you're familiar with the story, you know that quite a lot happens before the kingdom is established. And even then, it's only established in part until a later time when then fully, he's not just king over Judah, but king over all of Israel. So that was really an encouragement to see. Secondly, in this passage, David decides, you know, I realize I have a house here. I have a palace now, but the ark does not have a house. And so he decides he wants to build uh, a home for the ark. And of course, he tells Nathan, Nathan tells him, do whatever's in your heart. And then the Lord tells Nathan, well, no, actually give him this message. And so Nathan goes back and, and tells him that the Lord says, you want to build me a house? No, actually, I'm going to build you a, a house. And of course, he's talking about his lineage. And so in that, the Lord blesses David further by then talking to him about the house of David and how he will always have 
a king on the throne. And of course, that's looking far out to Jesus being the king who uh, of the house of David, who is always forever on the throne. So again, the Lord gives him this promise. But I thought it was interesting that even then, he's, the Lord is talking about Solomon, David's son. And he says that when that time comes, starting in verse 14, I will be his father and he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with the rod of men, with floggings inflicted by men. But my love will never be taken away from him. So two things there I thought were interesting as I was reading through this. First, how the Lord disciplines us, and oftentimes is through the floggings inflicted by men. So when there are difficulties in our lives, it may be the Lord disciplining us through others. So it's interesting to see how how God uses men to achieve his purposes and to discipline uh, those he loves or to punish the wicked, right? Because the, the difference being the discipline is to love. Punishment is against those who don't know God. Then God says, but my love will never be taken away from him. Now, Solomon, we know, he didn't really live a, a, a super great life. I mean, he was caught up with hundreds of concubines and wives, and he did all these different things. I mean, you read through Ecclesiastes, all the different, he, he tried to fill his heart with pleasure, tried to fill his heart with building, tried to do all these different things in life. And he really didn't stay close to the Lord. But yet, we see that the Lord says, through it all, my love for him will never be taken away from him. And that is encouraging to me because, boy, do I blow it, right? And yet, God doesn't take his love away from me or from anybody who is his, you know, from, from you. I mean, if you're a Christian, the Father loves us like he loves the Son. So, because he sees Christ now, because we have Christ's righteousness. So it's just so encouraging to see, you know, everybody says, oh, in the Old Testament, that, that God is a God of wrath and anger and so on. No, 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 no. Anybody who says that, I'm not trying to be mean, but they're ignorant. They just, they just don't read the Bible. This is a clear example of God's love. And then also in that passage that I read today was how... Then, then David goes, and it says that he went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, and then it includes this prayer. And it was just fascinating to read, you know, you, you ask, well, how did David talk to the Lord? Well, here we have it recorded. So how cool is that, that we get to eavesdrop on David praying to God? I thought that was fascinating. It's again, it's one of those things that you read through the Bible and you miss so much. And that's why you got to keep reading the Bible and keep reading it. And when you're done reading it, read it again. It, it was just amazing. So those are a few devotional thoughts from out of some of my Bible reading today. I'm doing this one year Bible where you read some of the Old Testament, some of the New, and 
the Psalms and a couple Proverbs every day. It's, uh, it's really good. So I get to read a little bit of all that. Well, I've talked enough. Like I said, it's a bit of a different episode, different show today, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that the Lord is blessing you. If there's anything I can pray for you about, email me, show at graceandpeaceradio.com. You have any ideas for the show? Email me, same thing, show at graceandpeaceradio.com. And, you know, if you have any feedback, if you have any ideas, hey, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, uh, let me know because I don't know, you know, I, I want to try to put out a, a good show that's something you, you like and you come back to, you'll tell your friends about, something that's relatable. Let me know. I, I, would, I would love your feedback. You can email me there. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash grace and peace radio. Um, that's it. So thank you so much for listening and God bless you. And I will talk to you next week. Lord willing. Thanks so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word, looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of Him, our love for Him, and our service to Him. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash graceandpeaceradio. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.